Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Don Wetrix and Jamal Crook. And you know what time it is. It's our time for our crucial conversation. How you been, Don? Um, I'm nervous about this one, man. I'm nervous about this one. Oh, yeah. Full disclosure. Um, we are going to be talking about race. If I get real excited, I might even use my use the N-word, Nightcrawler. Um, but no, um, George Floyd, if you don't know the story, um, he was a black male and there was a, um, he got, he got handcuffed. I guess he wrote a bad check at the store and there's video footage of him that, you know, they're going, trying to put him in a car and he collapses on the floor. Almost, almost, it looked like on film, he like, like he was not willing to get in, inside uh, inside of the back of the police vehicle and um from there they had to regain control and by regaining control there were allegedly four men there i only saw three in the video that i had access to but um they deemed that it was necessary to place the knee on the back of his neck for 10 minutes and if you watch the video all the way through like I did, it, um, he lost his life about midway through. And the cop continued to kneel on his neck. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Jamal Kente Crook. I am a, I am a tall, dark-skinned, black African-American um, living in the United States of America. It's crazy that I, that I even have to say that I'm African American when I should just be American. But um, you know, I, I have my I have my thoughts about that. But I'll get into that another time. But today, um, I I messaged Don and I said we need to we need to talk about this um, because this this is going to impact um, every facet of life. Uh, every every everyone has a a part in this and it, it it's going to impact us so i feel like we have to talk about it, especially in the educational realm um you know if you look at minneapolis right now they're they are rioting um target didn't do anything to anybody um but you know they're they're looting and breaking into stores um people are looting and breaking into stores not just black people um, but there is a mixed multitude, right? Um, but I, but I, I definitely want to start by saying this, and I'm a, I'm a, using an example that I heard, but it, but it was, I think it's, it's fitting. O.J. Simpson went on trial um, for murder. Uh, he beat the case, right? Uh, but he went to civil court and got sued. Um, and he lost that case because they said that he was responsible, right? Now, there is a pending investigation out on um, this situation and, and being politically correct. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, but again, I think if the, the roles were reversed, given the same demographics, I think um, that our police officer would be sitting in jail right now um until we prove that he is innocent but but that's a that's that's not the focus today 
Um, I, I specifically want to speak from a place uh, that, uh, so I want to speak from a place that as, as a black male in the society, the level of um, fear, for lack of a better word, I don't like to say that I'm fearful, fearful of anything, but I, I am even hesitant to say it now. However, the fear that I feel when I'm driving my car now and I see a police officer, um, the fear that I feel for my son, um, Anderson, and my sons, Anderson and Azariah, um, who are growing to be tall, dark young men, especially my, especially my, um, my middle child. He's, he's going to be tall, dark, and handsome. And I have to tell him how he has to conduct himself when he's getting pulled over. Son, never put your ID inside of your inside of the glove compartment. Always keep it in a place to where you don't have to reach for it. If there's ever if there's ever a discrepancy, um, never put anything inside of your car that could get you potentially locked up because you could potentially lose your life. Don't take your hands off of the wheel. Um, be as compliant as you possibly can. Um, and even in some cases. I'm, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say, son, you need to run if, if you feel like um, your life is going to be taken that day. If you can get away and run to a place so you can be compliant without losing your life, then, then do that. But then even then, that may be grounds for getting shot in the back. And, and I, I don't want to sugarcoat the matter in the fact that this is something that that I genuinely feel um, because of because of what happens with people whom we are su supposed to trust. Um, there, there's also a part of me that feels like maybe I should get a gun and always have a gun, so that way, if I am approached by another human being who happens to wear a badge, I can defend myself too and I'm not so defenseless, but that's not my nature, but that is a thought that has come across my mind. I think that, I think that when we look at the situation holistically for uh, the group of people whom I'm representing tonight, um, I, I can't say that everyone feels the same way that I do. Um, and I'm not even saying the way that I feel is all the way right. Um, for everyone in every specific situation. And I do want to say this, all lives absolutely matter, but we, but we cannot diminish the fact that it almost seems like black lives don't matter as much as the rest of the lives. And the bottom line for black people right now, we just want our lives to matter just as much as the next life. Not that it's not that we want dissension. It's not that we want anything other than our lives to matter just as much. Um, if you are a first responder and I tell you that I can't breathe and I pay good tax dollars, I expect you to first respond and to administer help to my non-breathing situation. Um, it it is it is a travesty what has been happening over the course of these last three weeks. We lost the young black lady in her house when the police officer decided to shoot inside the house. 
Um, we lost Ahmad Barry uh, as he's, you know, jogging and working out. And first they say that he, he robbed someone, but, you know, two months later the footage comes out and we see this altercation um, that doesn't look like he, you know, was robbing anyone. He lost his life. Whatever the case is, if, if he did steal, um, stealing is not a death sentence in this country. I can see if he took a life, um, but he didn't take a life, his life was taken. And then you have this George Floyd situation. Um, um, in relation to, you know, uh, the, you know, the Colin Kaepernick situation, I like, I, I just want to say this and then Don, I'll let you say a few words. Um, Colin Kaepernick, exactly what he kneeled for was not, it wasn't a, a plight against the military. It wasn't a plight against anyone who died for the freedom. It was for the inju injustices like this. And all he simply did was leverage his platform. Just like, uh, I'm a, I may butcher this name, but Megan Rapinoe did, Jake Long. Those same people kneeled right along with him, but, but they didn't get banished from their respective sports. Again, you look at disparity. I don't, I don't have a lot of answers um, or solutions to the problem outside of there. If you are listening to this and you are black, uh, I want you to understand that part of, part of the problem is us and how we've operated as a whole in the nation. Um, I think that we have to begin to occupy positions of leadership that we don't necessarily perceive as black. This means that some of us are gonna to have to become educators and principals. Some of us are gonna to have to run for Congress. Some of us are actually gonna to have to be the police officers in the neighborhood so we can sit at the table and make decisions on behalf of us. Um, because here's the thing about human nature. You cannot expect a person to operate outside of their experiences. Um, and that's and that's not a plight at anyone, but everyone is always going to operate within their realm of experiences. And if I, I haven't been black my whole life, um, I may not make decisions or policies that are actually as beneficial for you as they are for the people whom I represent and the life that I live based on my experiences. I um listening to that was in some ways uh amazed astonished and saddened um because when you were talking about training your sons to have the ID in a place we don't have to reach for in my 40 I just turned 48 years in this world I've never thought about that and and I know that's that's the definition of white privilege, right? So I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You know, police may pull you over; they write you a ticket. Yeah. Uh, and 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 here's here's the other thing that like saddens me that that uh, a person that killed a man on uh, th first of all, thank God there was cameras and, and i hate right. to say thank god because like 
it's still a tragedy. Right. But when these things happened, like this was a, like the, in the old days, this is a police report resisted arrest. Mm-hmm. So in some ways I, I am, I am thankful that this roots it out. The, the thing that hurts my soul is, and I saw a couple of really great videos today by black police officers. And he's like, Hey, be shocked and outraged, but this isn't all cops. Right. I, 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 I hate how everything has to be polarizing. I saw signs updated, you know, pigs and everything else. And like this, that like I, I could actually, again, this, this gentleman that made the video days, like I couldn't get over the, he couldn't get over the fact that the other cops like watched it. I'm sure they felt uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but get your damn knee off the guy. He's choking to death. Mm-hmm. And, and so like you have, or at least to, when he died, right? Take the oh, knee off. Oh. And, and at the same time, like what I what I hate seeing is um, the term, like all of us. This is America. No, America is outraged. White people, no. Are, are there are there some people out there that absolutely uh, are racist? Yes, but all of a sudden, when the when we get whipped up into a frenzy, and and we start casting blame on entire swaths of people. That's what makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because does something need to be done about it? Absolutely. But in some right. ways I'm thinking, well, things are being done about it. Right. I, I, again, under no circumstances do I think that anything good about his death is good. But if this causes more police officers and, and really seriously, the, the, the dash cameras and the and the vest cameras have been great in the sense that you can't get away with that stuff anymore. Now, this is where people say, well, they have before. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. by the way, police brutality, and, and this is where I don't want to feel like I'm being defensive of because I'm not, but like, you know, I, I, white people get shot by cops too, unfairly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that odd, the, the odd showdown of this guy that was in the, like a hotel hallway and they had him on there and he was face down and he didn't do anything. And the wife was crying. And of course it escalated it cause she was crying. And then mm-hmm. he told the guy to like put his hands behind his back when he did, he shot him dead. Oh, I yep. thought he was going for a gun. There was no gun. Mm-hmm. Now at the same time, like uh, was, was people, was there a lot of national outrage? Yeah, kind of. And, and so you're mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, that's polarizing. I don't like it when p- police abuse power, period, end of story. Right. And, 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 yet, and yet I will admit, I will admit, um, you can't watch that and think that guy had it out for black people. Uh, like, or just likes watching people suffer. Either way, why is he a cop? And right. I, I just, it, it just, this whole thing makes me so sad. And it was, it, it was watching, it, you know me well enough, yeah. Jamal. I don't even like, I don't, my movies that I watch are, I watched animated films. I don't like violence in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And so for them to apply, like, I keep thinking about this poor man's family, that this, this video keeps showing up, like watching this man's last breaths of life, or on video, I hate that. And on Facebook. Oh, well, but, yeah. but I think this one, and maybe I'm wrong, and I want to get your take on this one. On some of these other ones that were 
actually this summer has been the two that you're like, you can't defend that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, some of the other ones are like, well, he hit the cop first or he's blah, 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 and this and that. And it went to court and anytime things, and oh, and then that, there were some things that people were like, well, see, he could have, or he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing there. And I think this is even the most hardened person is going to have to look at this and go, yeah, that's just messed up. Right. Um, and on the, on the other side of the table, when I hear anyone say that, like, well, well, maybe the actions of the individuals in the altercation warranted um, death, right? You have, you know, this is not, George Floyd is not the first person to die like this through suffocation. Yep. There was, you know, George Garner, he died um, the same way. There was another guy who was selling cigarettes the, around oh, the same yeah, time. Yeah. And he got shot in his chest. Um, and he didn't, like, they knew he didn't have a weapon. Um, and you can say, well, maybe he shouldn't have been breaking the law or whatever oh, the case is. But selling it, $2 cigarettes. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. It, 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 becomes, it becomes a thing is, okay, that's fine. I need to go to jail for the crime that I committed. But yeah. do I need to die? for that crime do i need to die because i'm selling cigarettes do i need to die because um i i'm i t- i tell you i tell you that i'm a licensed gun carrier i tell you that my gun is in my glove compartment with my id and you tell me to reach for it and as i reach for it, you shoot my arm off in front of my wife and my daughter like you, it's it's very hard to it's very hard to say. But then when you say, well, maybe the pol- the police officer was justified. Yes, maybe may- maybe maybe that is the case. But it does not take away from the fact that maybe you could have not used excessive force. But yeah. on the other on the other end of the spectrum, there was a the the guy who shoots up the church. They take him to Burger King. It's almost like in other situations police have been more inclined seemingly to de-escalate situations in a non-fatal way with people who are not black yeah now it's, uh, yeah. right and yeah. and 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 in the same situation this is where black lives matter come in like we matter that much to where you are sick to your stomach to where like i'm gonna do everything that i possibly can not to kill this person yeah. Your gun shouldn't be your first response, it, that, and, and that's all we're saying. Should 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 some of those people? I mean, like, could 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 have could some of those people have responded differently to those situations? Absolutely, but so could the cops. Right. And, uh, yes. And, yes. And, and and then so, but to hear, well, maybe maybe these two were the were the ones that may not have been like. There's no argument there. Well, like, I don't, I don't think that the, the girl who was sleeping in her bed, um, just recently, uh, who got shot eight times, Mm -hmm. she, she didn't deserve. And then the guy who had guns in his house, he was a licensed carrier. They tried to charge him with attempted murder and he never shot the gun. So they came out today or, or this week. Yeah. So So here's, here's where I like this, this hurts. Um, uh, well, actually, not too long, uh, a couple weeks ago in Indianapolis, a uh, young African-American lady uh, cop 
entered into a house and she, you know, she was shot. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I do, right. I, I do, this is where I remember, gosh, what case was it where um, somebody ambushed two police officers in New York City because everybody was mad at cops and all this other stuff and they targeted them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, uh, this is not all cops are bad people. And, and at the same time, uh, justifiably people are upset, mm-hmm. but like, uh, again, I just, this, there's this, and, and again, this is, this is a hard conversation for me to have this because yeah. a, um, people are looking for gotcha moments mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. And at the same time, the reason why you said, Hey, we should have a conversation about this is that word is a conversation. Mm-hmm. My uneasiness with this and my transparency of the, some of the things in the past, there were a couple of yeah, but moments. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe certain things aren't that bad. But then all of a sudden you, you see some other things. And you're like, oh, sh- okay, that's just terrible. And then, and then you're like, it, like kind of in my, like I'm sitting there thinking, when I get pulled over, they just write me a ticket and I loathe it. But that's because that's my experience. When I hear about your experience, it's real because it's real. And, and I think that there's a lot of people mourning this and then feeling guilty, like, especially cops right Uh, you know like oh my gosh i you know i there are so many mm. things there are so many things like you know the the conversation like it pretty soon like when when my boys are like 10 years old Mm -hmm. like or or even depending on how tall they are and you gotta eyeball it it's like man like you're gonna have to conduct yourself even in a school setting like it 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 it's it is a combination of things, man. You're a teacher in a classroom, yeah. um, and you have a child in your class who sleeps when you do math, and when you do reading, he is um, hyper, uh, and he wants to move, and you tell him to sit down. He doesn't move. You tell him to sit down. He's not docile. He doesn't. And he's he's all over the place. And then at lunchtime, he tries to eat the the food of the other kids. Um, he he has all of these all of these characteristics of just just a kid with ADHD. Yeah. But really, he doesn't have ADHD. He's sleeping in your class because during math mm. because he learned his timetables um, when he was in kindergarten. He knew them all by heart. He's not he's being obnoxious during reading because he just had that nap and he's ready to go run around and he reads at a sixth grade reading level. He's eating other kids food at at school because the kid is starving because he didn't eat as much as he would have liked. As a matter of fact, he had two pieces of chicken the night before. That's it all day at home. No snacks, water from the faucet, two pieces of chicken because church chicken just so happened to have a special and like this is not a a fictional character this is me and i'm i get placed in a special ed class because i have adhd and it was diagnosed by a teacher and all of a sudden i have an iep like and then i grow up if i don't have certain people in my life i grow up and i'm pushed through this system right and all of a sudden, I graduate with a special diploma, and I never take the Amish class. I never meet Don Wettrick. I'm never having this conversation, and I don't have basic skills to function, 
in the world because the truth is the difference between the honors class and the AP class and the real difference between the, uh, your regular class, your honor class and AP class is the way people interact socially. The, what you, what, what is necessary for status. So in a regular class in my neighborhood or the school I went to, it was majority, you know, you're, you're, you're black students, Hispanic students. And status then was shoes, clothes, and, you know, some, some, some just more material things. I get to honors class, I ask this girl, I'm like, hey, what's your name? Just trying to talk to her. She asked me what college I was going to. That was the first time, like, I had ever spoken. I got college was never a thought of mine until that day all because I thought some girl was pretty. And like, you were a bum if you didn't have any college ambition. The, the girls in those classes wasn't checking for a dude with no kind of ambition because their daddies were providers. But me, I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't really have that father at that time in my life. I was kind of, you know, out there. I have a dad, but the relationship wasn't as, and then you move to your AP classes and you're being talked to like you're a leader. Right. So it is, it's, and it's, there's a major difference. And then we, we produce children and they come out in the world. Right. And we act as if like, we act as if like these things are not impacting. There's a, there's a sixth grader somewhere that watched that video and they're going to go back to the teacher and go back to school and they're not going to trust uh, uh, a workforce that's 96% white, right? And you're going to be trying to tell Tyrone to sit down and Tyrone is going to be like, F you. And because there's like, there's a breakdown in trust and you're going to think Tyrone is crazy. And Tyrone is the next Albert Einstein, but he just needs to learn some leadership skills, but you're not going to put him in. And it's just like this cycle, this cycle, this cycle, this cycle. And then you have, you have parents who are displaced. And a lot of that is systemic of the laws that are in place already so like you look at you look at this one isolated situation it's going to have an impact where you live especially especially if you're in a situation to where you are in a school setting if you, whatever setting it's going to change the way we interact with each other if you think the coronavirus got a social distancing Wait until people process mm. how we how we really feel. Mm. Like it's it's going to really it's it's going to change the way we socialize mm. at a distance already. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Know. Like like and here's the well, thing, it, it, yeah. Go ahead. Like I mean, these two cents won't buy you bubble gum at the store. I just like I just really hope that if you're listening to this, you consider the reality of like what actually happens to people who have different experiences from you. Like we don't, we don't need sympathy. We need, we need some empathetic people who are willing to help move the call, like, like the calls, you know, you know, black lives matter, but, but, but help people, just people, man, just love and care for the, the next man. Like life is precious. And once it's gone, you ain't getting it back. Yeah. So if you're listening, we don't need sympathy, right? Well, the thing that, you know, 
the the social distancing comment you made is is also that's 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 on my mind and and again when you said hey we should do this episode like again i i feel i i i'm sick watching this and so in some ways like i I, i've been called you know out by a friend like hey man take a stand on this i'm like i I do quietly in some ways like politics and religion right keep Mm -hmm. it to yourself that's the way i was raised so but you know a friend of mine is like okay but if you remain silent you're complicit and i'm like you know what you're right and and this was and this was the like your invitation like let's have a conversation about this uh, because if I am sitting by and going, yeah, but well, that's not helping. And, uh, I, I think more people should be having conversations, you know, that, yeah. that, that really scared me about the, like, well, this may divide people even more and they're not wanting to talk and that's the worst thing in the world. So, um, I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say forcing me to have this conversation because I wanted to, but, uh, thanks for making it worthwhile and thanks for making it thought provoking because uh, you know i've known you now for quite a long time yeah and uh i needed to be reminded of these things too so yeah i just i just would i would encourage you know we i i think i i spit a lot of of uh, what i feel would be not so positive energy but let me just take a quick second to encourage like this is this is not the time to be a keyboard warrior or whatever the case is. If you really feel like there is there's improvements that can be made, like help people. Cause if people know better, they will do better. Like look look around in your circle of influence. If you can influence and help some people, pull them forward and move them up, like this is like like this is not about this is not the time to be divided on anything because coming together is going to be the, the key to the success of America and in, in a, as a whole, like this is, this is truly not about, well, it, it has become black or white, right? Um, we forget uh, completely all of the other ethnic groups. Like they're just, what do you look most like? But like now is the time to say like, hey let's have a conversation about this let's seek to understand right because here's the thing like like the white people i know are not racist like i don't know any racist white people like personally i only see them on tv when i turn social media on right and then like you don't Mm -hmm. like i'm sure that like like don like i don't know if you if you have friends who rob houses and shoot people and like the stereotypical thing that we portray on tv so if you would turn your phone off and look at where you are, there are some people that you can yes. help move forward yes. right now. Yes. Utilize that. Like, like don't, don't come for us. Right. Like, like with what we're saying on here, I mean, you can come for me, but like, there's no point like arguing, like, like there's no point. we like, what can we do to be proactive to help one another? Like, like I said, don't need sympathy. We need to be empathetic and we need to seek to understand and we need to encourage each other. So the people that don't look like you right now that you are cool with, check on them. How, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do? Like, how can we love each other? Because what you're going to see in the media is going gonna, is gonna to make you not want to be around each other. And I think that's some of what it's designed to do. Because why are you playing death so much on 
social media, the media, like they're perpetuating yeah. that right now. Turn your phone off and yep. perpetuate positivity. That's the way to wrap it up. I appreciate it, man. This is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, oof. today was indeed a crucial conversation. I appreciate it, Jamal. Um, Likewise. I'll just wrap it up from there. I appreciate, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you doing the podcast with me every week. And, uh, this is a, this is, um, this one's an interesting, uh, I'm at loss for words. Yeah. This one's tough. I'm not even go opportunities everywhere. Cause I'm feeling a little weird. So I'll just wrap it up. Sure. Jamal Crook, Donald Metric. Thanks for joining us.